Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. Hey friends, happy Friday. Welcome back to the MCP. Before I get into the show today, I have an announcement. The Clarity Academy is officially live for registration. It kicks off on August 30th, so we're a couple months out. The Clarity Academy is a 10-week course designed to help you figure out who you really are and what you really want out of your life. You know, I had a realization when I was sort of lost in my own underworld scenario, really didn't understand what it was that I wanted. And the reason I came to that conclusion is I kept getting what I wanted and realized how unfulfilled it actually made me. And it sent me on this long journey of self-discovery of trying to figure out who I who I really was and, and what was it that, that the depth in me was actually yearning for. And in that process, I discovered that we innately have a blueprint to find our own meaningful life. Like we have a blueprint within us and it's a matter of us understanding or being guided to that blueprint, figuring out what we really value, who we really are. And so the Clarity Academy is going to present a list of thought experiments that are going to help you reframe the questions that you're asking so that you can get deeper insight. The course is really a course in personal insight. And so it's 10 weeks long and it's got nine lectures, so nine group coaching calls, plus each one has uh, more assignments to get deeper on the on the content. And then there's also two one-on-one coaching calls built into the curriculum. The first one is a personality session. So I actually have you take personality tests and we'll do a session to help you sort of discover your own personality characteristics. And then the last one-on-one call is going to happen at the end of the course, and that's an integration course. You've just went through this 10-week curriculum, learned all kinds of new things about yourself and who you are. Now, how do we take that and implement that and integrate that into your life so that it doesn't sit out there as just disembodied knowledge? I've put a couple of hundred people through the Clarity Academy now, so I've had the opportunity to really understand what works for people, what doesn't work, and based on their feedback, the collective feedback that I've been getting after running this course for a few years, running it for organizations, running it for individuals, running it for one-on-one clients, I've refined the process and the course. Um, So what you're going to get is actually the culmination of a few hundred people going through it and providing feedback and me adjusting the course in real time based on their feedback. So if you're interested in that, I'm going to link it up in the show notes of this episode. You can check out, I put a video up, me talking about who the course is really for and, and more importantly, who it's not for and just talking about some of the methodology that's behind the course as well. 
So based on the fact that I've been working so deeply with this Clarity Academy curriculum, getting the course ready for launch, I wanted to talk about one of the things that really influences the way that we perceive our life and, and more than that, what affects our ability to conceive of the future, to dream of what our life could be. Because I think what happens is that we unknowingly place limits on on ourselves, on what what's possible for us, on what we could do, on who we could be. And I hinted at this idea actually in both of my books because it's been so profound for me to start to wrestle with why I think what I think and how my view of the world is formed. So what I want to present to you is the idea that your past experiences is coloring your subjective lens of the world and what you believe is possible for you in the future is actually dependent on the world that you've walked through to a really high degree, a degree that most of us don't, we kind of take it for granted. And the way that I like to talk about this is the example I gave in my first book, Burn Your Couch, is the idea that if you grew up and you, your parents weren't Olympic athletes and neither was anyone in your family, neither did you ever even know or meet somebody that was in the Olympics, it's likely not unless you have a, you're kind of a savant or have some really unnatural talent at a really young age. It's likely not something that you even, that's even in your orbit, right? That's even a remote possibility for your life. You wouldn't even consider that as a path. But if your uncle was in the Olympics or your aunt or aunt or something like that, well, then it's likely that that would be something that you know is possible and as such wouldn't feel unreasonable for you to consider as you were thinking about your future possibilities. I experienced this exact same thing in my life when I joined the military because I joined the military and I qualified for and, and signed up for a uh, special forces contract. And what's interesting about going into the special operations community is that, you know, when you're a kid or, you know, when you're a civilian and you take the test, you take the, the ASVAB so they can check aptitude, and then you take a battery of physical tests, which aren't that, aren't that extreme, but it's, you know, it's running, it's swimming, things like that, push, pull, sit. When you take those as a civilian and then you qualify, that feels like something, like you've just done something really incredible. And out of, was it 184 people that also qualified in my boot camp division because they started dividing us up by the jobs that we were going into? Out of those 184 people that qualified in that original one, there was only something like 19 of us that got through and then three that ended up all the way through our respective programs. And so what's interesting about that is though I thought I qualified and I was like, oh, that's a huge deal. And of course it is a big deal, but at the same time, I didn't realize that like my journey was really just, really just beginning. And what's interesting is when I got that contract, the input, like the, the feedback that I received from friends and, and people in my life was overwhelmingly negative. And I don't think they meant anything negative from it, but there's nobody that knew anybody that was a Navy SEAL or Green Beret or SWIC or EOD or any of that 
in my orbit. So nobody thought it was a remote possibility. And so I just remember one of my best friends telling me, like, you're probably not going to make it. And he was dead ass serious. And I remember just being so taken aback by that. And also later feeling really lucky for the fact that there was some part of me that didn't believe that, that wasn't somehow limited by the world that I had seen. So once I got my contract, I, I started watching videos and I was like running around my house carrying logs. Like I just, I just kind of went into training mode like as, as soon as I got it. But I was really blown away by the fact that people had so many judgments about what I was personally capable of. And my thought is like, well, you don't see me when I'm, it's still 11 o'clock at night and I'm running sprints behind my house and all of this stuff. And I used that as fuel and it, and it obviously worked to get me through the pipeline and, and everything. But it's just very interesting how the world that we've walked through up until now is probably the, one of the biggest deciding factors on what we believe is reasonable, what we believe we're capable of, and what we believe our future could look like. Now, if you don't have the ability to dream, you're actually diminishing your ability to manifest that life in reality, obviously, because first we have to set an aim, and once we set the aim, then we can go through the process of trying to get to the aim. But if you if you can't set your aim there in the first place, the chances of you getting there are increasingly unlikely. Unless, of course, you've had mentors or other people who can actually help you change your aperture on what you think is possible, right? Because a five is only average in the presence of a four and a six, right? So this is the idea that your four and your six are conditioning your five. And so what you've been through is conditioning what you think is possible and what you think is possible is conditioning what you aim at and where you go in this life. And these are limiting beliefs that a lot of us don't ever consider in our lives. We just have an idea of what we think is reasonable. And then, and this is the most important then I think, we start to have little impulses for things we could do. We have our interests that are kind of gnawing at us from the inside out. That feeling that, man, there could be more to life. There, I think there's more for me and I just can't find it. That feeling is your own depth calling to you, right? It's, your, it's the potential of who you could be calling to who you are now. That's that nudge. That's that feeling that there is something more. But what a lot of people do is that they get that feeling, man, I wonder if I could, you know, start that business, do that project, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that you you want to do. And then oftentimes they then filter that impulse through their through their subjective sense of what they believe is reasonable. And then they keep themselves on the shore, right? They don't head out into that unknown because so many what ifs or so many of our interests end up getting dismissed as unreasonable and we don't necessarily realize that that reason is so deeply conditioned by the world we've walked through up until this point. And a lot of this processing is happening unconsciously for us, right? It's happening like subliminal, right? Below the threshold of our own consciousness. And so we're just making these decisions without realizing all of the background information that is actually pulling the puppet strings in the first place. 
And so I see this often. There's more to it, right? There's more to it. It's our parents' narratives. It's our parents' conditioning. It's, it's, what, it's what we've been told is possible. There, there's more to just what we've experienced. But I think what we've experienced is one of the largest contributing factors. But because there is so much more to it is the reason that the Clarity Academy has to be over a couple months long. Because what we have to do is set up different thought experiments that help you get past that sensor. And whether you take the Clarity Academy or not, this is actually something really good to know. This is why things like stream of consciousness journaling can be so potent. Because what happens is they allow us to get through the different sensors that we have in our mind that tell us, well, that's not reasonable. That's stupid. Nobody would do that. You're, that's, you're not capable of that. And we have this sensor and that sensor obviously tells us what we can and can't do. And so we need to frame the problem up differently so that we can get to a different answer. So oftentimes our own insights, our own internal blueprint or map to a meaningful life is hidden under a bunch of limiting beliefs that quite ironically we're not even aware of. Like we're not even aware that they're there because we're so embedded in our experience that it's hard to understand where we begin and where our cultural, societal, familial conditioning ends. And so we have to pull these things apart. And again, that's the point of having different thought experiments and and understanding different levels of analysis. When we look at your value system, it tells us one thing about you. Your personality tells us another thing about you. And all of these little pieces put together start to form a better picture of the whole. Because again, the picture that we have of ourselves is so deeply conditioned by the world that we've walked through that we actually have to manually go about reprogramming, repatterning, and then reminding ourselves, right? We actually have to restructure the neurological pathways that our mind is using. Otherwise, we're going to fall victim to self-limiting belief that again, ironically, we don't even know that's there. It's just conditioned in us. So I hope I gave you some things to think about. And if you're interested in joining me for this next Clarity Academy, of course, I would love to have you. Also, if you just want to jump on a call and see if it's a good fit for you, shoot me a DM at RickAlexander underscore on Instagram. All right. I love you guys. Hope you have an amazing weekend. We'll talk later on Morning Coffee.